Bats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. A lot of breaking news going on. Let's go to our first guest, uh, Gordon G. Chang. When it comes to policy, especially what's going on in China, no one knows more about what's going on overseas than Gordon Chang. Gordon G. Chang, your Twitter, you you posted something, you know, China's ready to go to war. War with whom? Taiwan? Us? What is going on? Yeah, that's a great question, Lydia. And the answer is all of the above. Last month, when China was flat on its back with COVID-19, there was a large Chinese incursion into India's Arunachal Pradesh. There was stepped-up pressure on Japan in the East China Sea around the Senkakus. They went after the Philippines and the South China Sea. Of course, Taiwan with the big Christmas Day air incursion, and also the United States of America. A Chinese Navy fighter came within 10 feet or 20 feet, depending on who you talk to, of an unarmed U.S. Air Force reconnaissance plane in international airspace in the South China Sea. China, as it weakens internally, is becoming so much more dangerous externally. Gordon, this is Pete King, but if they're taking out all these countries, don't they risk the, uh, uh, or take the risk of being overwhelmed? I mean, just, you know, attacking Taiwan could be enough of a risk, but if they're also skirmishing with India, Japan, and also, you know, We assume the United States will get involved to some extent, I think uh, uh, hopefully more than less. But uh, again, is China playing games or are they serious? What do you think? I think that they're serious because Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, needs a foreign enemy. And, you know, you're absolutely right when you say, well, how could they take on everybody? But Xi Jinping's hero is Mao Zedong, the first leader of the People's Republic. And Mao took on all on on at the same time. And that really means that China is extremely dangerous because they're not thinking like us. I think they're not thinking rationally, but obviously they see things a lot differently than we Americans do. Because even if they got engaged in a war just with Taiwan, that could be difficult enough for them. They probably ultimately would win it, but that's... That's tough going across it, those Isn't waters. there a lesson to learn from what's happening with Russia and and the Ukraine? Things don't always yeah. work out right. the so way I mean, you think yeah. they do, the way you want them to. Yeah, well, you know, it would never be just China versus Taiwan, because in order to invade Taiwan successfully, they've got to have a big blockade. Mm-hmm. That blockade to be successful has to include sovereign Japanese territory, specifically the island of Yonagumi, which is actually south of Taipei. We have a mutual defense treaty with Japan. Australia probably would get involved. North Korea would probably attack South Korea as a diversion. And that means we would have conflicts at both ends of the Eurasian landmass. And that starts to look like global war. Gordon Chang, is the reason kind of this um, tension is escalating with China is because they see that President Biden isn't a strong leader, similar to what happened with Ukraine, as uh, Tony Carbonetti mentioned, our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, so they feel emboldened. What could President Biden do to stop this from happening in the first place? Well, I think that, and you're absolutely right in the premise of your question. It started with the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Putin thought he could then go after Ukraine. Xi Jinping is looking at this. And what Biden can do is actually say to the Chinese in public, we will defend Taiwan. We will offer a mutual defense. Every time he does, someone apologizes, right? Right. Well, that's happened four times. Right. Biden has said to the press, I will defend Taiwan. And then someone apologizes for it. They And they walk it back. So that's not good. But if Biden were to say that publicly and people didn't walk it back, then I think China would think twice. But until he says that, we don't have deterrence. And when deterrence doesn't exist, really bad things happen. Gordon, 
It's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this. If the United States doesn't take a leadership role in this potential conflict, what is Japan and South Korea and Taiwan itself going to do about it? Well, I think Japan will be drawn in regardless of what we do, um, which means that we get drawn in. And that's how these big conflicts start. Um, you know, and it could very well be, you know, that China doesn't wake up one morning and says, we're invading Taiwan. You know, you could, there could be one of these dangerous intercepts that I talked about of a U.S. plane or an Australian plane, and that spirals downward into conflict across the region. So it, it could start by accident. And a number of wars have started that way, including World War One. This could be one of those times where the region just collapses because there's no deterrence right now. And the Chinese with so many problems internally, feel that they have no choice but to start a war someplace. Well, he, he, uh, Ping needs a reason to get his people uh, uh, unified. Unified, yeah. Absolutely, John. You you put your finger on it. This is this is what Xi Jinping is doing. I think that as China gets weaker internally, um, he believes that he needs a foreign enemy to unify the Chinese people because Xi Jinping can see right now that he's losing control over the Communist Party, and at the same time, the Communist Party is losing control over China, and that really means we're at a point where anything can happen because Xi Jinping has a very different view of the world than we do. Going back to Congressman King. Uh, point. Switching gears, uh, Gordon Chang, the FAA, there was a uh, ground stoppage. I mean, flights all over the country. They're saying the White House says there's no evidence of a cyber attack at this point. Pete Buttigieg also saying that he doesn't believe anything nefarious, but they're going to investigate the root cause of this. What are you hearing? Because this sure looks like a cyber attack. And Tony Carbonetti, this isn't the first time, right? No, l- last week, there was something in Florida, very similar. There were flights that were grounded and not, no landing for several hours, and they were blaming it on an FAA snafu. So it was similar yeah. to today, but very sm- uh, much smaller. This is just a wide a test, scale. A test run? Yeah. Last week a test run? What, what are you hearing, Gordon Cheng? Well, you know, I, I don't know anything more than, than what has been said, but the point is the FAA does have an antiquated uh, computer system. We know that. And, and, you know, some person today joked on Twitter that uh, for the, before the Chinese could hack the FAA, they'd have to fix their system, the FAA system. <laughs> and, 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 you know, there's a certain amount of truth to that. But the point is that this shows how easy it would be for China or Russia or Iran to take down our commercial airliners by hacking into the system. Because let's say that they sent false information. You know, who knows what could happen then? We're so vulnerable. It's crazy. Absolutely. And, and we know about these vulnerabilities because we know that the Chinese hacked, for instance, the Office of Personnel Management of the federal government. They hacked our defense contractors over the F-35 plans. They've done this and they've done that. And we still don't fix our system. So this really is on us. Congressman King. I was going to say, you know, the one encouraging thing that I got uh, when I was in Congress, I never fully understood any of this, but that whatever they could do to us, we could do worse to them. And I'm hoping we still have that sort of... Uh, but Peter, do we have the will to respond? Oh, that's a different story. I don't know. But, but don't know. we learn anything? Wasn't this Die Hard 2 where they took <laughs> over the airport in D.C.? Come on. We got to learn from... Uh, Bruce Willis should have taught us something. There's a lot that we could learn from Bruce Willis and not just <laughs> Die Hard 2. But, you know, the point is that, you know, the United States has vulnerable systems. And, yes, we could take down China, but we don't do it. We don't even really mess with them like they've been messing with us in our systems. 
And so really what we need to do is establish some sort of deterrence. And we can do that, for instance, we don't have to cyber attack them to do that. We could just say, look, you know, you're not selling to us this month or something like that. Um, and the Chinese would get the message and they'd cut it out. But we have to impose costs greater than the benefits they get. And they're cyber attacking, you know, they're cyber attacking our um, intellectual property. They take somewhere like $500 billion a year of our stuff. So it's got to be a big cost that we put on China. And maybe then they'll stop this. Well, thank you so much, Gordon G. Cheng. That's how you can get all the latest updates on Twitter. Gordon G. Cheng. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.